Welcome to the Art of Family podcast by Cots with Cheryl P. Johnson. This is an amazing time in our city, and I am so happy uh, today to have two fabulous uh, guests. First, Councilwoman Mary Sheffield. Uh, welcome to the Art of Family. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure, and thank you for taking time out of your very busy schedule uh, to be here. And then we have the amazing Rachel Minion, um, who has... Um, uh, story. We probably won't be able to share it all here um, today, but we'll do uh, pieces of it. Um, Rachel, um, I've, I've known now for what, two, three? Oh, no. About, yeah, three years. About three years. Yes. Um, who uh, came in into Cots uh, with her, her children um, about three years ago and is um, settled into housing mm-hmm. and also now employed by Cots and um, is really uh, has a wonderful testimony, which we will hear a little bit about it today. So, uh, Councilwoman, um, man, this is a, a pretty crazy time in, in the city. Uh, tell us a little bit about what's, what's happening with you. And um, then we talk a little bit about your platform and on homelessness. So, yeah, it's a, a lot going on. Um, I think, you know, in the midst of the revitalization, I have made sure, though, that I have stayed focused on some of the socioeconomic issues that are still plaguing a lot of the Detroiters that are still in the city of Detroit. And so uh, for me, it is really uh, focusing in on issues like economic justice, making sure Detroiters have access to jobs and training, um, because we're seeing so much development happening in Detroit. We want to make sure that Detroiters are actually benefiting from that revitalization. Um, also, I just recently wrote out a my platform, which is called the People's Bills, uh, where we have about eight pieces of legislation that we're proposing to pass before city council that deal with the water affordability, uh, that deal with affordable housing. Um, and we recently just passed a bill that deals with poverty exemptions, making it wow. easier for people who are in their homes who meet the federal poverty line to be able to appeal their taxes in their homes, which wow. is very, very important because uh, over 40,000 people actually qualify to get their pop, uh, their power. Uh, and property taxes exempted, but don't even know that the program actually exists. Uh, and so we've been trying to make it easier for Detroiters to actually uh, be able to abate their their property taxes. So a lot of my work really is, you know, uh, I'm really proud of what I'm seeing in Detroit, but I know that there's a lot of people that are still hurting. Uh, and sure. how do we balance the two? And how do we still have a voice for those people who are saying, hey, you know, what about me? I want opportunity in the new Detroit. I want access in Detroit. Uh, and so I've just been laser focused on making sure that I, I'm a voice for those people and making sure they have opportunity and resources. I, I, I like that you said laser focus. And um, that means for me that you are not all over the place. Mm-hmm. You are really focused yeah. on this issue of economic mobility mm-hmm. for everybody so um, in in the in our city. And so thank you. And, and thank you seems so almost cliche, but thank you um, for many of us that have been in this fight a long time on behalf yeah. of the most vulnerable people in our community to have a voice like yours. Um, and then to be laser focused mm-hmm. on, on that is so important. So thank you. Um, 
so much. So, so why have you made housing and homelessness like a central point of your platform? I mean, it touches everybody, right? Housing. Um, you, everyone wants decent, quality, affordable housing. Uh, and in my district, I have the highest amount of low-income Section 8 housing in the entire and, and what city. District, is that? district 5. That's right. And so I was in and out of, you know, senior buildings and I can see the conditions in which our people are living in. Um, you know, I'm always in the community and I would go door to door and I would see our housing stock, right? Which we have some of the oldest housing stock in the country. And mm-hmm. to see people's roof falling in and their porches falling apart and understanding that we need to address the housing issue in the city of Detroit. Um, the homelessness issue, I think, is an issue that, you know, there was no task force or really no dedication around the issue of homelessness since the early 19, 1990s, I think, when Dennis That's Archer right. was in office. Right. And so I said, yes. well, I want to be the voice for those people. I know that I was here, I was put here to really help the least of thee um, and to address issues that I didn't think any other person really wanted to address. And so I really just take a passion now for housing um, and homelessness. And we created the first ever task force to address mm-hmm. the issue of homelessness. And we really laser focus on um, permanent supportive housing, That's which right. I'm sure that you're familiar with. That's right. uh, we actually switched our whole thinking now to permanent yep. supportive housing, uh, which essentially says place people in housing first and then deal with the uh, substance abuse issues, mental health issues after you put them in housing, which I think is a great model to have. Mm-hmm. It's a national model, and I believe it works really well. So it's uh, funny that you should uh, bring that up because mm-hmm. Rachel is yeah. in permanent supportive Perfect. housing. Yes. Yes. And yes. Rachel, talk a little bit about your experience, um, one, um, coming out of homelessness and then into permanent supportive housing. Wow. Coming out of homelessness was, it was a great thing for me and my family. Um, my passion became more so wanting to help people, especially the young women and children that are coming up. Um, the opportunity that was given with me to work at COTS, it, it basically helped me to be able to reach out to the other young women who don't know how to prevent their sales from becoming homeless with their children. And what COTS offered me was the counseling, the coaching, the mentoring. And like I said, I try not to miss a session of it because it all helps me to keep focused on what's important. And the importance right now is to prevent me and my children from becoming homeless again. And in order for me to do that, I have to continue to encourage and inspire others because encouraging and inspiring others also gives you the strength you know, to keep moving forward because you feel like you really have a real job out here to do. And it's bigger than just working and getting a paycheck. You know, a lot of people don't know how to prevent homelessness. They just don't know. So being in this program has really benefited me and my family. I mean, being in housing for three years, being stabilized from coming from chronic homelessness. I mean, every six months of being homeless. This is the most stabilized me and my family has been in years. So so you're speaking to the importance, again, of permanent supportive housing and really um, the fact that we need more of it. Um, and, and, and so we're talking about Detroit. When you think about it, you know, homelessness is something that is plagued across the country. But specifically here um, in Detroit, uh, I love hearing, Rachel, your story every time. Um, uh, we were talking um, earlier about the, the things kind of that make us smile. 
Mm -hmm. um, the, the things that when we can go home and sleep at night and know that we've put our all in it. We've been laser focused on this particular issue. And Rachel is a benefit. So when you think about it, um, the, the work that we're doing at COTS and in partnership with the city and others, it really, so it is about you, but it's more so about your kids. I always bring that up. With that. So when we look at family, um, and it's not just the head of house, but it's that, that those kids. Kids are going to grow up and they're going to become adult people. And what we always want to change is the narrative and opportunity uh, for their future. And you are doing it. So, so the change is the fact that there has been this effort um, with people like Councilwoman here mm-hmm. and um, really trying to build more permanent supportive housing and making that happen. You are an example and your kids later on, uh, we will yes. sail out into the sunset <laughs> smiling because yes. this has happened. Yes. So um, we, we are proud, very proud of you. So when we think of community, Councilwoman, mm-hmm. what do you see for Detroit? Like, mm-hmm. what do you envision um, when you say community, our community? Yeah. Well, one that's diverse, um, one that has mixed incomes. Uh, diversity is huge for me. Uh, strong schools mm-hmm. um, and, and people who know one another in their community, right? And when we used to have, we think about communities back in the day, it wasn't just, it's me and my family this home. It was me and I knew everyone on my block. That's right. Uh, so just strong educational system, resources um, that families can actually go to and benefit from. Uh, So that's what a sense of community is. And really for me is diversity and mixed incomes. Mm -hmm. I think it's very important that we create communities not segregated with low income housing Mm -hmm. or one with high, but one in which all of us can interact so that we can learn from one another. We can be exposed with people with different backgrounds. We can learn from those individuals. Mm -hmm. Uh, But definitely just in a a sense of community to me is diversity and one with strong educational systems and resources for um, families to benefit from. So Rachel, Mm -hmm. so so, so how does that resonate to you when you think of the benefits of uh, living next door to someone else um, where the income levels are, are, are different? For, for you, do you see that as a benefit? Yes, I do see that as a benefit. I mean, we want our children to be able to not so much as compete, but just basically have the same opportunities, you know, a lot of us don't get that jump start. Mm-hmm. We don't have that rich mother, that rich father who can give us that start. Some of us have to really truly work hard to get where we're going. Yeah. And you know, with the help, we we all need support. We all need help. And a lot of times we fall short because we are not understood. So when you connect with people that really have your best interests at heart, it, it kind of helps. And yes, you want to be on that same level as, you know, if you see your kid, I want my kid to be able to go to the state score school with the highest state score school. And I, I'm very fortunate that my children goes to Bates Academy, that they were able to get in there, that they test high enough to get yeah. in Bates Academy. That's great. So when they say, well, why would you send your child here and she was already in this school Henderson because that's an opportunity academics it's, it's just all different they're more structured and sometimes that's what kids need so I feel so, like- so what does that mean for you what does that mean 
that means a lot. That means that my baby has a chance at a, a, a she has a, a promising future, mm-hmm. you yeah. know. And they 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 bringing so much back into the school system. Schools like Bass Academy, like band music. Some of the things that they took out that they had when we were younger. Now my daughter is coming to me about what instrument she wants to play, and I haven't heard that in a long time. Yeah. She was telling me how they pray. They took religion out the school, and my daughter goes to church every Sunday, and she's in the choir. So it's amazing for her. Yeah. That's great. That's right great. now. And, and that's community. I mean, that's that everything that we've been yep. talking about. The art mm-hmm. of our family, family is the inclusion of all of that. Our our emotional selves, mm-hmm. our, um, which includes our spiritual selves mm-hmm. and benefiting um, from that. Um, economic mobility, yes. um, having employment, uh, building wealth. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. All of that is really important and that's passed on uh, to that's our kids. Right. So, so Councilwoman, uh, when you think of the future mm-hmm. of Detroit, if, if you closed your eyes and said maybe 10 years from now, um, this is what Detroit is going to look like. Mm-hmm. And at the end of it, there was this big smile on your face. <laughs> like, what, what would that be? What would it look like? A city where everyone, no matter your age, your income, your race, mm-hmm. uh, has equal opportunity and access. Um, Detroit at one point was the city that put the world on wheels, right? Everyone came to Detroit for opportunity. And I think mm-hmm. that we still have that ability to do that. And so, uh, again, a city where not just downtown, midtown, 7.2 is thriving, but mm-hmm. where our inner city communities are thriving, our neighborhoods are thriving. People have access on Mac and Bewick as they do in downtown yeah. and midtown. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to me, that that's what um, is important. I believe that we're in that, in that right direction. So, when you think of um, home and Thanksgiving to Christmas will be my just my favorite time of the year. I'm, I'm not kidding. I just it's something about uh, my kids are kind of spread out in the United States when they come home <laughs> and, and they're adult people. So they aren't kids. They're adult people. Something about them coming home. Um, they could be in an, another room talking and I just smile. It just makes me smile to hear that. That's home to me. Aww. So what's your what's your description? And, and I want to hear from Rachel and the U Councilwoman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what's your description of home? Describe home. Home to me is when me and my kids go out in the living room. We do it all the time. We'll pop up. And it's like, it's so important to them to just, for all of us to sit around. I have eight children, so it's important to them and to me when we're all just sitting around eating popcorn like we're out on a date for real. <laughs> and we're just going out in the living room. And it just warms my heart. Like, I have all my kids here. You know, God is good. They are all here with me, even the grandkids. So, that's that's, that's home great. to me. Yeah, that's I can um, smell hot chocolate. By the way, <laughs> I do. <laughs> There's something about hot chocolate and some other stuff, uh, board games and uh, mm-hmm. things going on. Yeah. So, what about you, Councilwoman? Same. I think you know, home for me. I, I I'm still single, mm-hmm. so I don't have a family myself. So my family, being around my family, is home. Um, whenever I'm with my family, for example, this past Thanksgiving, that to me was home. Yeah. Um, and then when I am by myself, for me, home is just having a peace of my own kind of peace of mind quiet time for myself, stability. Um, and so that for me is home. Yeah. So, and we're trying to create that 
space for more people in our community. I mean, that's one of the things we talk about um, at COTS is it's different. And, you know, Luther Vandross's song, you know, the house, the home, <laughs> and, and really has some uh, merit to it because you can live in a space and it not like that's really true. be that's so true. home, right? Mm-hmm. So what you just described, um, having family around, um, having the wherewithal mm-hmm. um, in your community, um, that's all about um, home. And uh, Rachel, you certainly have had the experience of not having yeah. that. Uh, oh, talk, yes. share, yeah. share with Councilwoman a little bit about your um, experience that led you uh, to COTS. Well, first, my family, they do have a history of alcoholism and gambling. And I did inherit the alcoholism and the gambling. And I did it for so long, like over 15 years of being an alcoholic. And I'm now three years in my sobriety. Yeah. God is good. Yes, is. You know, I went to rehab with my children, so wow. they done been down through the trenches with me. Wow. And I was grateful that they allowed me to bring mm-hmm. them. And, you know, going through this... With my children, it just really helped me to understand them more. Um, Now that I'm sober, I have a clear head, Mm. I can think. I'm getting to know my kids. I mean, 15 years, they never saw me sober. And that's Mm. what led to a lot of my homelessness, a lot of my decision-making, because it wasn't me. Whatever was in that bottle was taking control over me. That's That's how I based my decisions on. And I couldn't make a decision without being under the influence. So we know that won't even get you nowhere but right. in the wrong places you don't want to be. Yeah. So yeah, that's what led to a lot of my homelessness yeah. and sleeping in cars and you know, I just lost all my support because mm-hmm. I had support at one point and then I just lost it all. Yeah. And then I ended up at COTS. I don't know how I never knew COTS existed until 2014 of August. Mm. And that's when my whole life changed. Yeah, you know, one of the things too I wanted to mention, you know, my, my father um, dealt with substance abuse for quite some time. A lot of people don't know that. He's mm. 26 years, I think, clean now. Mm. Um, I've dealt with mental health issues in wow. my family. My mm. brother has mm. dealt with mental health issues. If it wasn't for the strong support yep. system that my family had, yeah. we would have been one step away yeah. from homelessness. And so for mm. me, a part of this whole thing about taking up the issue of homelessness is that, you know, we need to change the stigma. These people are, our, you know, our aunts, our daughters, our cousins. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. we are all one step away right. from being homeless. Yeah. Um, and it's those issues, mental health, substance abuse, that leads mm-hmm. us to, you know, the issues around homelessness, but it's all in our families. It is. It's, it's genetics. Just a, yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. And we and if we don't have that strong support system, oftentimes we end up homelessness. Yeah. And I, I'm grateful for my family. We were able to have a, a strong support system. And some people don't. Um, and so that's why it's important that we're all together as one and, and try to figure out how we can help. And, and I think also what, what's what's important is, and you mentioned that the, the strong support mm-hmm. um, system, which sometimes you don't find it in your family. Yeah. So our That's community so goes back you go. to our community mm-hmm. and uh, wh- why it's so important the work that you're doing, um, Councilwoman, um, is so important that we create a true vision and perspective of homelessness, like what it is today, but what it can be for families yes. in, in terms of so who true. they can become. So Rachel, yeah. I think, Rachel, you are a great um, yes. example 
of that. Um, so that narrative for you could have continued today, right? Absolutely. So somewhere there was an, um, what we call, um, there's a word that's it's escaping me right now, but there, there was a stop. Something happened. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I think I remember getting a call from the city. I, I, I made, I think it was from the city, about you and how you came to Cots. You came mm-hmm. to Cots, and that day you had been drinking. Right? Remember that oh, day? Yes. We always talk about it. It wasn't a day to go by. That's right. And I said, mm-hmm. um, um, wow, you know, who, who was this young lady? And it was two years later mm-hmm. that um, I was in the hallway at Cots, and you stopped me. And you I, said, do you remember me? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> and she brought the day back. And I mean, her whole continence, everything wow. about you had changed. And you reminded me of that day because I remember mm-hmm. um, that particular day. So moving forward, as we talk about community, how we make our community better is by making other people better, right? That's that's, that's right. how you make it better. And I have to say this because that day when I was coming in and I ran into her, I had just left the liquor store. I was getting my money order to pay my rent, but I got stuck because I had been into a liquor store since I got out of rehab. Mm. So I'm looking at everybody ordering all these drinks, and I said, when I leave here, mm. I'm when I go pay my rent, I'm going to buy me a drink because I couldn't take it. Mm-hmm. But it was just nothing but God that I ran into her. Mm. When I ran into Miss Sherrill, it was late. I didn't know why she was even still there, but I said, come here and I ask you do you remember me she prayed for me I we cried she didn't even know I was just at my breaking point that's what made that day and then after that my life skyrocketed I realized that I had to be strong I had people that really cared yeah and I need to start utilizing that yeah yeah so, so, so I thank, thank you thank, thank you Rachel and I, I think it it's important um, for you uh, councilwoman that you know mm-hmm. the Amazing work oh, yeah. that you are doing, oh, yes. and you. it is beyond. Uh, this work will live beyond you. Mm-hmm. That that's mm-hmm. what's powerful yeah. about it. Your your platform on homelessness, permanent supportive housing is critical. As we yes, talk about the dream for our city, yeah. the dream for our children and families, um, is platforms like this mm-hmm. and your laser focus. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna <laughs> put that those words on the desk. Laser yeah. focus. Mm-hmm. Um, is what's going to change yeah. um, our city. So thank you, thank you. so much. Thank you for thank sharing you. your story. Oh, no problem. Um, both of you for yeah. being such a, a part of our city. Yeah. Um, and um, we, we, our prayers are always with you that um, in, in spite of the things, the difficult things yes. that come up um, for you, that you will keep that laser focus and, oh. and stay, <laughs> um, stay strong. So thank you, Rachel, for being a great testimony yes. uh, oh, to welcome. the art of family. Mm-hmm. And giving um, our listeners a different perspective mm-hmm. of our families, um, who our families are in Detroit, and who they can become. So yes. thank you both. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to The Art of Family by Cots. Be sure to love on your children, the next generation, of bringing great things to our world.